This is a podcast from Minute Media. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. Oh, I still believe. We haven't had a naturally positive episode since. I'm laughing because or else I'll cry. That's why I'm laughing right now. Okay. So after the goddamn Lions game, there was booing and everyone was pissed. We won that game. Don't forget. Yeah, I know we won. And somehow that can't be positive. I know, you know, um, by week was maybe, I mean, that was following a Ravens loss. So Ravens loss episode can't really be naturally positive there. Uh, what was before Lions? Was that? Wait, I know meeting? the last time we were like pumped. Oh uh, no, but the Bengals game was the last time we were like, let's go, dude. Wasn't that October? Uh, yeah. Wait, oh. wait. We'll find out. Oh, by the way, while I'm looking this up, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. That's right, guys. We're here to talk Browns, nothing but Browns, every single week. And we're both going to lose our minds, but you're going to lose your minds with us because we're all in this together. This is Kevin along with the other half of this podcast. Raleigh. Oh, yeah. All right, hang on. I'm pulling this up because I remember we were so pumped up after Cincy. That game was on November 7th. Okay, so. We were really pumped up after we beat, was it Minnesota? Um, yeah, yeah, but that was also like a – a so-so pumped up one because Baker, uh, I mean, he got his ass kicked that or was you think of the Houston game, but the Minnesota game was after when he came out and did those Kanye album things. We're having fun. We're like, this is fun. And yeah. you know what? So for those of you living under a rock or the 480 bridge, shout out to our fans on the 40 bridge as always. Uh, what is it? Half the team right now is out with COVID positive. <laughs> Dude, at least. Wait, we got to stay positive first. Oh, we're uh, going to stay positive. We're going to no choice. Let, let's talk about the uh, just talk about this win against our division rivals and every el- everyone else in the AFC North losing. So for the last two weeks in a row, uh, this has never happened to us. At least everything that we needed to fall to happen, everyone we needed to lose, lost yeah. during our bye week and then this past weekend. So we are still. With a shot, with a path to the playoffs, COVID be damned, the shot is still there. Yeah, so, <laughs> and th- there's a positive spin on this. So the one, and I'm not even going to say when all of these things happen, the COVID bug hit and hit hard. But even the uh, the Bills, which I, I feel weird, like kind of at this point actively rooting against the Bills, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, That sucks. I, I can't root against the Bills because those are our people, but it would be very, very interesting if they just missed the playoffs. And that's, I mean. Interesting, funny, whatever, however you want to put it. I'm trying to be is, is, cordial. Is, what's his name hurt? Uh, Josh he's got, Allen. He's got uh, mild turf toe. 
So just kind of like dealing, just an annoyance, really. Hey, Raleigh and people out here, good people of Cleveland and Browns Nation worldwide, we won on Sunday, 24 to 22. We beat the Baltimore Ravens, despite them having no one healthy either. But we did it. And some guys had crazy good games. Oh, yeah. shout out. Uh, shout out to Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett in one play. Yeah. Get some clapping. I don't know if I want to. Maybe the most underrated defensive superstar out there because all we have to hear about is Watt or the rookie down with the Cowboys, Mika Parsons. I don't think he's underrated. I mean, I, I think I, he's. No, no, I don't think. Okay, let me really phrase that. Underrated is a bad word. Everyone knows he's a once in a generation, just an absolute goon. He doesn't get enough flowers. It doesn't get talked about enough what he does out there on a week-to-week basis. It doesn't outside of Cleveland. Uh, if you watch anything on ESPN, they talk about the Cowboys and the Lakers, and that's about it. Not that I really watch a lot of other shows or podcasts, but I don't think he gets the national recognition that he deserves for what he's doing because people t- have this issue with Cleveland that they're not they're not from Cleveland. Um, that's my opinion. My opinion only. Interesting. But hey, I, most of my news is goddamn instagram feed uh i'm giving a shout out to the account i don't even know what the account's called but it's basically like a a stats uh like it shows it consistently shows in a cool manner like the stat leaders week to week or the stat leaders over it's like pff or pff cleveland browns it's just some guy it's not like um it's not like a grade it's more like these are the undisputed stat here are the passing leaders of week 15. We just got done with week 15. No, we just got done nope. with 14. Um, the passing leader or who led in passing on week 14 and like game by game splits or interception defensive play. And then they'll also do the um, leaders on the overall, like the league. Like Tom yeah, Brady. this was aggregate. Those stat aggregators. They're, yeah, all, they're and, great. Like the top really, five and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. I can't remember what the name of the account's called, but good for that guy. Follow this person whose name I don't remember. Whatever, no free ads. But Garrett, that they'll also do like showing like the Vegas predictions of most likely to win defensive player of the year. I think Garrett's still number one, right? It he should be. But again, all the talk about is Parsons or TJ Ward or all or I, I guess why I'm uh God, I wish I had this bullshit to read off of. But what I was a little surprised when you look at Garrett's stats and Watt's stats, obviously we're homers and I want Garrett to win it, but I swear like TJ pulled ahead in the sack total overall, and I think he had more tackles for losses i think garrett was winning in qb pressures but watt also had he has plural forced fumbles which i i'm like you know good for watt but i'm like well garrett is still projected to win it according to vegas i'm like that sounds like flowers granted it's not espn i I do not watch espn i'm just done with it i mean yeah i mean we can go i I can see both sides of it i just think that they give a lot more talk and credit to people who aren't Miles Garrett. But Miles Garrett broke the franchise sack record with the strip recovery touchdown. I was at the game. It was incredible. I got to say, I haven't been to a game since week one. I really, You really forget how big and impressive well, pro athletes are in general when you're up close. But 
watching Miles and Jadavian run as soon as that ball gets snapped to watch what they do up close is such a treat. And I don't know. I mean, I'm watching it. I'm pooping my pants to be the, a quarterback, unless maybe two or three guys that can really escape them. Uh, it's incredible. No, that that's, that is awesome. And I think that is one of the coolest concepts. Yeah. We're back to positive baby on the same play. He didn't like, set the sack record for the franchise in a season, um, you know, on play three and then cause a forced fumble and take it to the house, play seven. It was the same play. Like, what a thing of beauty. And that was his first NFL touchdown, which I'm like, wait, was that his first one? And then if you think about all of the shit that has to happen for a lineman to score, it's like, well, Garrett pretty much has to be the one to cause the force fumble. Maybe Clowney could do it. Yeah. Like, and he did it, caused it, picked it up and everything just aligned. And God, thank God he did it. Cause we won by two, but that's not where we're taking this episode. Clowney win also win. Clowney. Shout out to Clowney. All we, we uh, he's going above and beyond what we were hoping for this year. We want him to be healthy for uh, most of the games. He is, a disruption. He's a problem, especially next to Miles. Shout out Tack too. I hope we can keep Clowney here for another year at least. It's going to be tough. I think he's looking for a multi-year big, you know, big deal. But I'm hoping we can figure something out with him. Yeah, I'm hoping, hoping he's having fun with it. Uh, you know who gets my? Despite Miles having, all right, I guess Miles gets a game ball by default. But Jay, okay. Uh, up there, Denzel Ward. Oh yeah, is unbelievable and after the first i i was a little hard on him personally i said some things like if he can't stay healthy like i how can we give him a contract he just come out of uh, he just kept his head down kept working and working and working and his last several weeks have been unbelievable he is that shutdown lockdown corner the number one we have a couple other guys next to him greg who's going to be the a one himself our secondary one healthy very, very strong. But Denzel on Sunday, incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like people were, oh, they almost blew the lead, whatever. Whatever. They won. But before Lamar Jackson went out, they had his ass shut down. Like, that was a thing of beauty on the defensive side of the That's- ball. Clowney, after the game at his press conference, made a joke. He was like, yeah, after Huntley, after a few series of Huntley, we were hoping Lamar would come back in because Huntley was playing better than Lamar was. I, I, big knock on wood here, big knock on wood. I swear, <laughs> Lamar, he, he had an MVP, and he's a great football player. But I, I don't know if it's um, just being the mobile quarterback in the league. Like, if it's – I don't know if his mistakes are more mental mistakes – or like injury induced, you know, physical mistakes. He's still learning. He's still learning. He's still learning, which so many people that just concept blows their mind. But you've seen him, he's been exposed in a lot of these games recently. Like he was putting the team on his back early on. I'm not sure what happened. I thoroughly, genuinely hope he still <laughs> is in a slump pretty much for the. Remainder well, it's, of week, it's week 14. That's what happened. He's had this team on his back, him and Mark Andrews, the entire season. But, I mean, I mean, there were 
they just shut him down and it was awesome. And he can't, you can't just keep running as a quarterback. I mean, you can, but you're getting hit by guys that you just described every person in this league, even if they're not a starter, they are a monster. People don't understand that concept. And it pisses me off so much when people say like, Oh, he sucked. Like everyone teed off on Sendejo last year. Like, well, the guy's 33 and he's also a starting hey, hey, hey. player. Nothing wrong with being 33 though. Continue. Yeah. How is that how old he is? For the record, we're like 30. Okay, I'm 32, you old F word. Um, But it's like every person in that league, they are absolute gladiators, professionals, and they are there to rock you. And if you're taking hits as a quarterback, I mean, that's going to take its toll on people. I'm with you a thousand percent. That's why I mean, it's week, like after 14 weeks, however many, you know, that, just like you said, takes a toll on you. I will say, I agree with everything you said 100%. If there's one quarterback, though, it, it's him because he, if not one, the hardest person in the NFL to hit in the open field. It's just so – but all it takes is one hit. That's for any position, of course, obviously. But exposing yourself to that time and time again, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They've built this team around him. He's going to be there forever. Um, we'll see what they do with his contract and whatnot. But I do want to say, speaking of uh, Ravens quarterbacks, my favorite stat of the game besides the final score, do you know what it is? What's that, Kevin? They were one for 12 on converting third downs. The Ravens were. Let's go Browns. Our offense was six for 13, six of 13. I'll take it. We've had worse weeks this season. We've had much worse weeks this season, but they'll convert a one third down in the entire game. They're the Ravens offense. So again, we all knew our defense was playing lights off. When you look at some of these numbers, it's like, man. Um, Kevin, thank you for taking the time to divulge a stat like that for our beloved listeners. Hey, Thank you on behalf of the Dogs of War like, podcast listeners. Hey, we're here for the listener. That's what we are. We're fellow fans with them. And if we can give tidbits so they sound better at their tailgate or at their bar or in their living room or kitchen, that's a win for us. You feel me? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. If you guys ever feel free to take anything we say and quote it, and you don't even have to say we actually. Yeah. You don't have to admit you listen to this podcast. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Uh, I was going to give them the green light to be like, oh yeah, just say, claim it as your own. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't help us grow our listener base. Um, so just do it. Just be like, okay, when you have conversation A, you tell somebody in the bar, like some stat that you heard on here, you sound like a G. Conversation, oh, yeah. just do it like a honor system. Conversation sure. B and C, say, hey, grandma, I think you would love this co- this podcast. Ooh, Like somebody unrelated. So that's it. Claim it as your own, but then behind the scenes, just be like, grandma, mom, dad, cousin I haven't talked to in years, listen to the Dogs of War podcast. And when grandma goes to sleep at 6 o'clock at night, you take that phone of hers, which will never be locked, of course, is grandma's phone. For sure. And subscribe to the Dogs of War podcast. And guess she'll have what? no idea what these notifications are. She'll listen to them just because she doesn't know what else to do when it oh, pops yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Raleigh, how many days till Christmas? When this comes out tomorrow, it'll be, what, nine? Ten, nine. What's a good gift to get someone for Christmas? A free subscription to the Dogs War Podcast. <laughs> and they don't have to lift a finger. You could take their phone when they're not looking to steal it legally, whatever, and just hit that subscribe button. Maybe leave a five-star review. Anyway, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but that's a No, plot. no, no. This is good stuff. This helps bring value to our audience. This helps bring, uh, you know, wealth and power to us. This is- While we're on the topic of podcasts, we do get to give a shout-out to another podcast 
that we're going to be talking about a little bit for the next few weeks. Quick shout out. Speaking of, well, actually not speaking of the NBA because we're not talking about the NBA. The Knuckleheads podcast, Raleigh. NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Tune into this podcast as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the encore celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. That is, again, the Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball, hosted by former NBA players, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. That should be the selling point right there in itself. Their seventh season of doing it. They have people on, uh, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, DeMar DeRozan, so on and so forth. Once again, Knuckleheads podcast, anywhere you find your podcast, end plug. Back to the NFL. No, that was a great plug. Uh, back to the NFL. So, yeah, positive things. Defense looked great. That hit Ward put on whoever the hell it was at the end of the game. For the record, we're on the positive train. We're on the positive train. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe the mother F words at that stadium booed the team in under a minute. I, I think it's disgusting. It is what it is. I'm not here to preach. I don't give up hope, faith until. There's some games where I'll, I'll give it up like, yeah, we're getting our asses kicked and, you know, you give up. On close games, I hold on. I was convinced internally that we were going to lose when that offside, when that onside's kick, onside kick was recovered. So, but I want to, I want to help. I want to sidebar that despite what our fullback may or may not have done, despite what other people may or may not have done, despite fourth quarter woes we keep having, maybe some questionable play calling and no run game. Uh, we're still keeping this positive because we have bigger things to worry about right now. Yeah. No, I know. There was a putt. But yes. Yeah, the I, first half of that there, statement was Sitting negative. there in that stadium when that happened, I knew it was Justin, Justin Kicker. Justin was going to come out, and that was my biggest fear. Yep. I'm like, okay, so now he just has to hit a 50-plus yarder probably, and that's – a layup for him, an uncontested layup for him. Um, and then Clowney put that sack on. That was that was the most well-timed sack of the year, was it not? It was beautiful. And I mean, he, there, there, there was no so other hungry. Sack. The last few weeks, he's been so hungry, and he's been going so hard. I was so pumped when he got that. Wait, okay, honest debate. You know, we're we're drinking our brown liquor, so I'm a little bit slow. But has there been a Defensive play this year more valuable than that. There has to. Did we have any? Type I, of- I I my only argument of recent memory would be Denzel's interception against the Bengals because that they could have scored and gone fourteen zero, okay. and that would have been the end of the season right there. So I'm with you. I'm with you. It's up there, but no, no, no. That's a fair argument. I mean, hey, we're here to debate. We're here to talk about stuff. These are all yeah. positive plays we're debating. Yeah, these are po- yeah, we're positive plays. Hell yeah, Kevin. So a dagger at the end of the game is that more valuable than a tone setter at the beginning of the game i mean that would have been a huge momentum swing we're down yeah. six or oh man that was big mm. hey they're both I, I i'll take them eat i'll take them both i will take them both I, I will say that if we're talking about this like uh from an emotional standpoint there was much more relief 
with clownies. Cause what I was saying is I F the Boers. I'll never do it unless the team just quits. This team does not quit. Um, but I was like, they're going to lose. That was the booing, first time. I've said this before. If not, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but now I will. If you boo at your home stadium and you call yourself a Browns fan, one, you're not a fan and you're just a loser. It's very simple. You are a loser. People that are like, well, I have the right. I pay I pay money for my tickets and I have the right, blah, blah, blah. We God, demand God. better. If, 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 if they're up, if we're losing like 73 to three in the second half, yes, I will be leading the Boo Birds, I promise you. Or if we get like four, you know, PI calls in a row, there's certain things that it's okay, right? In the very blue moon. If you're booing after the first series of the game, you're a loser and you're not a fan. You're a loser and you're probably sitting in those seats because you got them for free. Let's be uh, honest. My amendment for that. I said my seats my, for free as well. So I'm with you, but come on. My my critique on what you said, four PIs in a row, well, are you, you're booing the refs, right? Or are you booing our play? Like, are I'm booing worse? everyone. I'm like, get me out of this game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will still, I'm like, I can't pass judgment saying, on in, it. Inarguable booing moments. That is, those are the two examples I'm using. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't use that as an inarguable booing moment. I'm like, that DB has to cover a guy that is a world-class athlete and he's getting the better of them. I'm like, if he's giving it his all and they're calling pass interference, they're ticky tag or whatever, I'm not going to boo. I'm like, no, no, just get it right on the next one, buddy. My two examples were really more directed at, and if any of those two things happen, it would not be with this current team because that's a team of the old Browns and dysfunction. That's what you're really booing to, a team that doesn't give a shit. Our team does give a shit, thank Christ. Um, yeah, I, I think – my thought is the only time it's okay to boo is if a team quits. If they That's just what I mean. Yeah. Out Old Browns teams. Yeah. Yeah. And anywho, we, we point, gotta, the, reason I, the reason I keep getting excited, I bring that up is I gave up full hope until I gave up hope until like, wait, I already said that, didn't I? Let me give up hope. I gave up hope after that goddamn onside kick was recovered. You're just scared. You were just scared. We all were. The stadium was was very scared. I already made that point, and then Clowney brought. No, us back but you're life. you're emphasizing, and it's fine because you said another thing that I can use to put into our next thing. You said in one of your examples that we could have gone down six. We are literally down six right now because our quarterback number six is out for this coming weekend. Oh, that was punny AF and a great segue I, to the negative cool? part of the podcast. Yeah. Can you? Can I give my personal take on this situation right now? Yeah. I'm, we're, just so we're clear, hey guys, positive part of this podcast is done. We're <laughs> switching to negative. No, but no, we're we're. I'm about to spin zone this real quick here. Yeah, yeah, no, do it. I so just my to say that. So my personal, yes, uh, this is this is my take on it. Earlier, when the news came out this morning, uh, you know that scene in The Hangover, uh, Mike Tyson piano punches out Alan when yeah. Stu when Stu the dentist is standing there and goes, you know what? You can just kill us. I don't care. We can't find Doug. I, nothing has gone right. You can kill us. I don't care. That's That was where I was at between like 8 and 11 a.m. this morning. I was like, you know what? Like what, what more can happen these last couple of years? What else can we go through? But then I realized, hey, no one is going to feel sorry for us, nor should they, right? So here's my hot personal take or comment, whatever you want to call it. Get over it. We have a game on Saturday against the Raiders. I know it sucks that we're down 50 guys. 
I know it sucks because it's we're still in the hunt for the playoffs. The NFL, as of right now, and from what we've heard from Goodell and everyone else today, are not doing anything for this game. They're not moving it. They're not delaying it. They're not doing any of this stuff. So the better, the sooner that we all, we, because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all here, just get over the fact and just don't sit here like, oh man, I, oh it sucks. There's no boohoo ain't going to help it. We have our, we're playing a game on Saturday against the Raiders. Get over it and let's focus on that. No, that's pretty good. Uh, Kevin, do you have another plug that you could like go solo with for like 25 seconds while I pour myself another drink? Yeah. Um, will you be able not to hear yet, what I'm yet. saying? Uh, oh yeah. Cause I'll sit down and be like, Hey, what I miss? What are you going to talk about? No, I was going to give my hot takes. Um, I don't have any more plugs to give, but. Tell a cool story. Tell something sick that happened during the game. And then I won't be like, yeah, because if it's stuff that's coming up, then, you know, I'll, I'll just reiterate whatever the hell we talked about. Something sick. Oh, here, you know, while you go, I'm going to give a, just a side complaint about life in general. Oh, hell yeah. Good call. Bye. All right. Look, while Rowley's porn is brown, you can skip ahead 30 seconds or just listen here for a second. I love dogs. Dogs are the greatest thing in the world. We do not deserve dogs as human beings, but we have them. Here's my rant that I was thinking about earlier today as I was walking home from the grocery store here in Chicago. This applies to any city anywhere. This happens all the time. I see it everywhere, not just going to me. When a dog owner or someone walking the dog has the dog over on the tree lawn or on the side, the dog's doing its business, or the dog's just sniffing over there. When the person that's then walking down the sidewalk, when they're right behind you, right next to you, don't jump out in front of them and continue walking your dog. Let that person walk by, and then you start walking behind them with your dog. It just doesn't make any sense. You're walking, you're half a block away, you see the person, they're letting their dog go to the bathroom on the side of the sidewalk and the, the grass, and then as soon as you get right one step behind them, they turn back on the sidewalk and try to walk in front of you and keep going. Stop doing that. You're the problem. I don't know what just happened. I blacked out, but you're back. Let me give you some spin zones for this week, and you say uh, yay or nay. All right. So as we started going out or going on throughout the day, I was just writing spin zones down on my desk here as, as they came to me. Um, well, first things first, I, everyone that we've heard, we talk about obviously, you know, diehard Browns fans, all of us, we want to play this game, but – and I have we have to say this now. Wait, are know, these are these spin zones towards the game that's coming up? Yes, for Saturday. Oh, wait, wait, yes. wait, before we spin zone it, can I give my emotional journey thought today? Let me finish that, that one thought. I was going to say that positive or whatever. All the guys so far we've heard of are, are uh, asymptomatic. That's the most important part. Obviously, is we want these guys to be okay. We're not you know taking that's, the that's game over them, but that's so I'm just getting that out there first. But go ahead. All right. Basically, uh, yesterday we got hit with like a like a hard rib check like there were a bunch of key players out like oh what else could happen and then it's like okay 90% of the starters are decimated and it's like they got to win three of these four games and everybody everybody that follows us it's like well winning in Lambo on Christmas day I don't imagine that being in our favor um mathematically physically what have you i'm like yeah this is terrible but for some reason i wasn't totally devastated i mean the raiders i mean i i, I would rather 
go into this. I don't know. I, I the, whatever our opinions are, it's almost irrelevant. But I'm like, okay, well, what happens if we can freaking win this game with our backups? They're motivated. They want to play. We still got God. I don't want to say we still got because who the hell knows what announcements are going to be out there tomorrow. But they're not done. They're not dead. And bring it on. Next man Hell up. yeah. So that's Cleveland. That's Cleveland in, in general for anything. This is such a Cleveland game. Not Cleveland Brown, just Cleveland overall. And I hope that, and this is just going to sound so dumb and cheesy. I really hope that something like this can finally bring together this godforsaken fan base and all corners of it together. Cause yo, we're in the bunkers here, man. We're in the trenches and it is what it is. That's their God back to negative. Like the whole booing thing. It's like, they're your guys. They're Wait, your a, guys. That's why I said you're a loser. You're not a fan, but Hey, let me, I'm ready. You ready yeah, for these spins for sure. All right. For, I said spins. The number one is that all the guys are asymptomatic so far. Obviously we're, that's the number one thing here. Uh, spin zone. Next one. Njoku came back today. Hell yeah. David Njoku's back. I made a meme about it. Yes, you did. did at you Angry Browns fans. Uh, no. Uh, Harrison Bryant is back at practice. Nice. Another tight end. Joe Wood says Ronnie Harrison is probably playing Saturday. Remember, the Browns play Saturday this weekend, folks. Probably nice. Case Keenum has already won a game for us this year, guys. And that was the first time we've ever beaten the damn Broncos in Cleveland since you and I were born. Like Reagan, yeah. Uh, Stefanski already has a lucky spot in his basement that's been tested in the past. Hell yeah. Uh, Prefer and Van Pelt already had to do this once before in a playoff game on the road. And that was awesome. They're going to be calling plays. Stefanski's not here for the game. And that was the greatest day of my life. Next one. Case practices with all these practice squad guys every day of the week. Plus, he'll get reps today and the rest of the week with the other ones that are out there, the starters, I mean. And like you said, you were starting to get into this a little bit. It's the Raiders. I'm not here to throw stones or shade. Please don't. I mean, we're, we're Browns fans. We can't do that. But just look at the score of their last game. Look at their team and season overall. If this is not one of the best teams to go up against, or maybe the best team to go up against, oh, this situation, no jinxy, no jinxy, Kevin. I'm we're not going to what you can hear. It. I'm just saying this is a spin zone time, and we're spinning things. That's all I got. No, that's uh, so everything you said was accurate and reinforced my hell yeah mentality towards this. Um, Derek Carr, I, I think he gets ripped for unnecessarily unjustly. He's Jekyll and Hyde though. So I watched the game in our beloved Chicago bar, the field house while Kevin was in Cleveland um, field house. and the TV next to us or the, like one of the, so you got like 10 Browns game TVs, whatever. That's the audio. The TV next to it was the Raiders chiefs game. And Every time and it happened, like I think this happened four times. I looked over to see what was going on with the Raiders Chiefs game, and I, I thought it was like, you know, how sometimes you, th- you feel like you're looking at a, a replay, a highlight, or whatever, but it's happening live, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, it, it was absolutely three times, possibly four times, where there was like a turnover that would count as like a, 
a pick against Carr that was completely not on him. Like he hit the receivers and the numbers under pressure and the guy bobbled it and the DB like gets the pick. I'm like, wow, that sucks. Or like a, a receiver catches it and they fumble. It, it kept happening. I'm like, okay, yes, they are getting their asses kicked right now, but Carr is a very competent quarterback. And he yeah, also, he's no scrub. he also, he's coming to play. Has, has, he's has he ever lost against Cleveland? Beat us last year. Beat us Baker's rookie year. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We, we've like not won but games. And he's coming like to that. Cleveland in December to play an outdoor game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just came from Arrowhead. That's not like still Midwest. All right. That's fair. Um, but hey, like I said, we're playing this game on Saturday. There's no like people that are waiting till kickoff. Like maybe something will happen. It's happening. Again, would I love to have all the guys back in a full roster? No shit, I would. But we can't sit here and lose our minds praying for something that's not going to happen. So we yeah, have to just get was, over it. We have to. We have no I choice. Was, I was definitely a culprit of that, being like, oh, what are the, the – We all NFL- were. That's why I said the first half of the day. I was like – Oh, the me. NFL rules are clearly labeled that if a team can't field it, whatever, then – and I'm like, uh, that's probably not going to happen. But – um. Wait, there was a uh, there was a coherent thought behind that. So yeah, it is happening, and we're, no boohooing, no boohooing. Yeah, no boohooing because God, you need to get these guys jacked up, and uh, they are jacked up. Quick side shout out. I know you have another point to bring up. The Cavs obviously knew that we needed a little pick me up at Cleveland today. They're currently beating Houston one hundred to sixty one at the end of the third quarter. Uh, I don't like this team is unbelievable. So shout out them. Also shout out me for taking Cavs points and the under, but that's because it's legal to gamble here in Illinois, folks. We're gonna see, man. Uh, this team don't freaking give up on them. Hell no. We're back to the Browns, by the way, folks. In case you didn't get that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Screw, let's yeah. go. Go Cavs. Get up. They're gonna get up. Around. Every interview today, all the coaches like, "Yo, we don't like. We're playing this game. Like we, we're not. We can't sit here and think what if, what if. We're on the field. They did three walkthroughs today." Like it's happening, guys. Stop. Just get over it. Let's go. T- let's get up. We got to get up for this. Oh, that's got me jacked up. It's going to be all right. Oh, man. It's just. I hope they can contain the car. I hope they can keep the car in the garage. I like that sick line. Uh, one last shout out because I got nothing left to say unless you have other things to say. Nah, uh, I, I, I can't remember what the hell I was going to say well, earlier, but whatever. Flying back to Cleveland again this weekend. I'm in Chicago now. I flew back because I have uh, one of my college roommates' wedding on Saturday. Shout out to him for having the wedding at 1.30 in the afternoon. So we'll get out with plenty of time to watch that game. And the reception is not until after the Browns game. But just the most beautiful setup in the world. So shout out to him. Yeah, dude. Are you going? To the wedding? Yeah. I won't make it no, to the game, but no, nah, that's yeah, deadly. Deadly. Um, what, uh, maybe we give uh, the Fieldhouse a good old shout out. I did. Nah, but more of like a hey, if you're listening and you're in Chicago, yeah, come to the, we're watching all the games of Fieldhouse. If you're, if you're ever visiting Chicago during like next year or whatever, you're in Cleveland visiting your I don't know friend, daughter, son in Chicago, go to the Fieldhouse. Hell yeah, it is. And then you say Clark and Dogs, the Dogs of War podcast sent you. That is where you want to be, but. It is just insane. It's like we have a 
winning record. We are in the hunt for this division. And this whole season has been like, there's been just a just sense dumb, of dumb, like agony behind it. And I can't put my finger on it. What the hell is it? I don't know if it's getting into the, like listening to the Nick, the naysayers or the whatever's and like, were we better off without fans in the goddamn stadium? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going back to that. I know. Um, but this team will never goddamn quit on themselves. They won't quit on you. And they're not playing for – they are playing for each other. You might as well support it. But I'm pretty excited. And also, it's like, let's game. say – We can win we this can, game. If we can get by with this win, then it's like, oh, my goodness. That's like kind of a bye week-ish. But, you know, no jinxy, no jinxy. They got to play their asses off. That's the beauty of the NFL, man. Every game matters. Every game matters. Particularly this game where somehow we lost our goddamn entire team to COVID. Hey, but it's I'm all right. Again. We're in it. We're here. We still can, we're still got a shot at this thing. Let's go. I'm pumped. Let's go kick some ass on Saturday. All right, sick podcast episode. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's do it. We'll see you for the pregame on Friday. That's tomorrow. This is coming out on Thursday, December 16th. With that being said, for Raleigh, for myself, thanks for listening to the Dogs of War podcast, and good night, Cleveland. There's a hunger.